Hello and welcome to Media MD, the podcast where each fortnight we prescribe each other a piece of media that we have somehow missed. I am Ruben Warhouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And it's your turn this fortnight, Elliot. So what do you got right. for me? Well, so this week I thought I'd do something a little bit different. Um, and so what I've got is I've, I've got two TV shows and they're sort of, there's they're similar in some ways. So I thought I'd just let you pick which one. So I basically... This is not how the podcast works. <laughs> this is too much of a format change. So I can't handle it. Uh, so I'm going to give you two very short pitches for each one, right. and, and then I'll sort of go, go into more detail. On. Well, let's say, can we say what they're called first, yeah. so our um, listeners can follow along? Exactly. So uh, I'm giving you the choice of either watching The 100 or iZombie. Ooh, okay. The 100 or iZombie. All right, let's go. So Hit me with the pitches. Sure. So just to, to discuss some similarities, they're both on the CW network, which is something we can talk about later. <sighs> um, the CW But what I would say okay. is that... <laughs> Uh, these are probably the two shows that I would say are the most objectively good on the network. So, um, <laughs> I mean, there's other shows. Okay. There's other shows on there, like for instance, um, my girlfriend watches Jane the Virgin, but I do not because mm. I I don't think I'm the target audience for that show. Yeah. Um, and then and then I actually hear that show's meant to be good. It's just kind of got fucked over by a really shitty title. <laughs> Well, um, I don't know how true that is. Yeah, that. so that's actually that's that's something that I'd say is true for iZombie as well. Um, but mm. yeah, then obviously the CW is full of all those like DC superhero shows and stuff, yep. which you know I watch and, and, and I enjoy, but uh, I would not say they're objectively yeah, they're good. not objectively good, are they? <laughs> yeah, and then and then we get into uh, so, the whole mess that's supernatural and uh, I don't even know yeah. if good can even be said yeah, in the right that's... sentence as that objectively. <laughs> uh, so these, so these are the two shows that I've seen on the network. Like there could be others, but mm. these are the two shows that I've watched from the network that I would say are just both good and almost anyone should be able to enjoy them to some extent. Okay. Um, so I'll start with the one hundred. Uh, so the one hundred was actually originally pitched to HBO, mm. um, and has a very small but intense cult following. Uh, as I discovered when I went to Reddit after <laughs> um finding the show. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's actually quite easy to see how it would have fit on HBO, and it's actually I don't even know if it would be that different. There, there are definitely some things that would be different, but it would actually probably be fairly simple. What's it about? Um, yeah, so it's set a hundred years a uh, hundred years after there was like a nuclear apocalypse, um, and humanity survived out in space. So there's basically all the space stations that were out in space got together and survived. Um, but now they're having population issues, so they've, they're sending down 100 juvenile prisoners um, to the surface to see if Earth is habitable again. Why would they choose juveniles? Um, Why wouldn't they send adult criminals? It, there's, there's a reason given. Um, and I mean, you, you'll see it. It's, it's, it's not great. It's clearly... <laughs> it's clearly to target the show towards a young <laughs> adult demographic. <laughs> is that the real yeah, reason? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, but they get, they sort of, they get down there and um, then it's basically, it's mostly centered around these 100 kids trying to survive on an earth that's been radiate, irradiated and stuff. Australia 2.0, essentially. Yeah, basically. Um, uh, yeah, and so uh, obviously, uh, you know, we can go into more detail on this later, but uh, as with any CW show, there's, there's a bit of like drama. Um, but I'd say the drama's really prominent in maybe the first half of season yeah. one, and then after that, the plot just sort of gets so balls to the wall crazy that they actually stop having time for the drama. <laughs> That's so it's actually good. not really an issue after about the first five episodes. 
Yeah. So they the the writers of the one hundred finally fa- found a way around the CW's um, drama. Yeah. Policy. So a traditional problem I would say the CW has is they stick to these twenty three episode seasons and they always can't fill it with enough good content. Yeah. So do you think that uh, the one hundred? So the one hundred. The 100 doesn't have that many episodes. They're, they're about 13 or 15. Oh, that's good. They solved the, the problem the CW shows always <laughs> have. Uh, well, I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, for both of these shows, so iZombie's about that length as well, and it's because both of them uh, are constantly on the verge of cancellation by the network, despite being the best shows. <laughs> so they, don't, they can't afford uh, to it. give them a proper 23 <laughs> yeah. run. Yeah, I think they would if they thought they were better. Good. Uh, good. It's kind of I- ironic, but... Uh, Anyway, so then uh, moving on to iZombie. Um, so the 100 mm-hmm. is a very serious show. Like, like I said, it would fit in on HBO quite easily. Now, I think I do know the premise of iZombie. Can I... You tell me if I'm wrong. Yes. It's, it's the girl, the zombie girl, and it's based on like a, a DC comic book or something. Um, yeah. And she eats brains and then she like gets their knowledge or something. And she like solves yeah, crimes. So... I can't remember. <laughs> So she's a zombie, right. um, but if she, if when zombies eat brains in this, they become more, like, humanoid. So the longer she goes without brains, the more, like, classic zombie she sort of becomes. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, when a zombie eats another zombie's... Oh, sorry, when a zombie eats another person's brains, um, they usually get some of their memories and their personality quirks. Um, so this the main character in this show ends up setting herself up at the morgue, and she eats the brains of murder victims and then pretends to be a psychic. And uses the like memories and and stuff she gets to help solve the murders. And I'm assuming since um, she picks up quirks of the brain she eats, there's a lot of comedy where it's like she eats the brain yes. of like a cosplayer, and then she like wants to cosplay or something like that. Yeah. So I think in in one of the first episodes, uh, she she eats the brain of a kleptomaniac, yep. and so she keeps stealing, stealing stuff. stuff yep. And, and, yep. Um, and it's, it's, it's fun though. Like what, what I would say about this show is compared to the 100, like, I think it'll depend what sort of mood you're in. iZombie is a lot more fun. So it's made by the same people who did Veronica Mars. Oh, okay. Um, and so it's a lot, it's very similar in a lot of ways in that it's, it's a crime show that's, um, you know, got like the crime of the week that they're solving. And then there's this like really intriguing overarching plot that comes in and out quite well. But, but overall I'd say iZombie is, iZombie is more fun. Mm. Like you can sort of sit there and just laugh at it and it's, it's it's corny but it knows it and it it uses that quite well like so for instance the main character's name is live more <laughs> um, <sighs> okay there's a, lot more, there's a lot more terrible pun names where that all right from. well so far um, you you want it sounds like you want me to go with i zombie because that's speaking to my love of puns <laughs> um yeah well so i guess i'd say the 100 is is a better choice if you're really interested in big classic sci-fi like just like sci-fi TV, mm. um, iZombie. If you're just interested in something more fun, a bit more lighthearted, but still good. Okay, I reckon. Well, should I pick now, or should we just find out next fortnight? I don't. I don't think this far ahead. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should pick now because otherwise, it's going to be like our audiences can know what we're going to be doing over the next two. <laughs> uh, well, maybe I'll just title the episode after the one I choose, and we'll see. Okay. Yeah, I, I think what I'll do is I'll probably watch the pilot of each one and then I'll make my decision. Okay, yeah, that's probably a good idea. I guess, yeah, uh, like, like I was saying, with CW, there's there's drama. Mm. Um, so expect a fair bit of that, especially at the start of the 100, mm. but like I said, it tends to disappear later on. So if you can, if you can just ignore it um, <laughs> when you're watching the pilot for the 100. Well, would you say... This is a good question, actually. Which one would you say 
the first episode is the most indicative of of the rest of the show or not indicative or you know yeah i'd say i zombie uh in in terms of its pilot is a much better like i the the pilot of i zombie like just feels like one of the later episodes the show actually kind of nailed exactly what it wanted to be from the start which you know not many shows manage to do yeah that doesn't happen a lot but i guess if it's an adapt adaptation of like a comic book then that seems probably mm. more easy to do uh so yeah like i zombies pilot's going to give you a much better idea of what the the show is whereas the 100 gives you a, a taste of what it's going to be but um sort of mixed in with you know the classic sort of uncertainty that comes with most pilots okay well um and and in terms of the drama as well for i zombie mm. i zombie does have a lot of the classic cw drama but i found it irritated me a lot less in this show than it did in most other cw shows because generally in i zombie the drama is created by the plot like there's plot events that happen that cause people to that are actually really bad and people react sensibly to those decisions so the drama is actually a, well yeah a, a result of the plot you can have well-written character dramas so the, the cw doesn't usually do that <laughs> yes <laughs> uh so i zombie i would say mo- the majority of the character drama in i zombie is is actually yeah well written and makes sense like people are you know fighting because of circumstances mm. um that are out of their control and it's a reasonable reaction not like you know something in in uh supernatural where they the brothers say they're never going to see each other again four times a season yep. and then get back together but episode how one. else will we care about the characters if they're not constantly breaking up and <laughs> going back together yeah. no they are they are in oh they are okay good wrong. good good there's a Thank lot of God. that it's i was gonna say <laughs> what kind of a cw show is this <laughs> all right yeah well um, i guess we'll find out which one i pick next time but a bit of a weird media md double feature yeah all right well yeah i'll pass us on to future elliot and ruben then thanks past ruben um yeah so i said i was going to see which one i went with and then title the episode but as you've probably noticed i didn't do that and the reason for that is because i ended up watching the first season of both of these shows so the second half of Media MD, this episode of Media MD, will contain spoilers for both the first season of iZombie and the first season of The 100. So if you want to go into those unspoiled, you can pause your podcasting device now. And if you're still here, that means you are ready to continue. So on with the show. <laughs> And we are back two weeks later. All right. Oh, I thought you went there for a second. So, Jesus. <laughs> um, uh, so, which one did you do? Okay. Uh, so, let me d- explain my process here. So, before I started watching either of them, uh, as soon as we finished recording, I had thought about what you had said about each of the shows, and I was thinking to myself, okay, I'm not going to like The 100, and I am going to like iZombie. So, I thought... I'll just do the pilot of the 100 and then I can say I gave it a fair try and just drop it and move <laughs> on to do iZombie. And then I did, I, well, I watched the pilot and it was quite bad. There were quite a lot of badness <laughs> in it. And you, I remember you saying that it wasn't indicative. And I was like, I would give this pilot like a, a 2 out of 10 or something. It was so CW. There was so much weird drama. Nothing made any sense. Yeah. But I just wanted to watch more, and it was very weird. And so I watched the second episode, and then I was. I fucking... think that's yeah. That's the problem with the CW. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's why I watch half the shows I watch on the network. Is I, I sit there and I'm like, I don't like this, but 
be back next week. Yeah. But the <laughs> problem is I came back next week or, you know, the next day or whenever I did it. Um, and I watched the second episode and I fucking loved it. And it went, it was like they went from, here's my actual, I'm putting on my tinfoil hat for this one. Here's what I actually think happened. They recorded this pilot and fucking targeted it as hard as they could to the CW. They made as much nonsense bullshit as they could, as much set up for pointless relationships as they could, just to be like, we can be one of your CW shows. You know, here you go. Here's all our bullshit that you want. Well, and then as yeah. soon as they got accepted, they were like, yeah, fuck yeah. you. As soon like... as they ordered the season, they were like, fuck this shit. We're making a good show. <laughs> you can fuck off, CW. And yeah, so it's the most incredible turnaround it goes from like a two out of ten in the pilot to going to like straight to like a seven or eight out of ten and it just stays at that level for the rest of the season it was fucking crazy um so i watched that and then i watched i zombie and i thought well now i'll watch the one that i actually wanted to watch but i found myself not enjoying i zombie as much as i had enjoyed the 100 um See, I, it's interesting that that was that was sort of how you went into it because i i tried harder to pitch iZombie because I was worried that in my mind the 100 was an easier pitch so I feel mm. like last or oh, two weeks ago I tried to push iZombie harder just because I felt like it was a harder thing to a sell. sell yeah so apparently that worked <laughs> <laughs> you misled me quite well Elliot <laughs> yeah see okay well I guess I should break them down I'll talk about each one and then we'll oh, come so back. how much how much I zombie did you? I finished the first watching? season. I finished the first season of each is where I got to. Oh wow! Um, yeah, it was a bit of a struggle. Well, I was struggling with I zombie, but then towards the end of the first season, it really does start to pick up. But it took fucking nine episodes for that to happen. Anyway, I'm going to talk about the 100 first, and then we'll circle back around to I zombie. I reckon. Okay. So, I can give you my thesis statement on the 100 very succinctly, and it's this: the 100 operates on a sliding scale between. At one end, The Hunger Games, and at the other end, Lord of the Flies. And when it goes to Lord of the Flies, it's good, and when it goes towards The Hunger Games, it's CW trash, right? Yeah. And so, basically every episode, I'm just sitting there thinking, okay, this scene, this is Lord of the Flies, that scene, that's Hunger Games, and I can, like, mentally sort the two distinct personalities that this fucking show has. (laughs) And it was like... I could really see this show being so much better if instead of targeting their pilot for the CW, they had targeted their pilot for some other network and then gotten picked up by that network instead. Like, if they put in as much effort as they obviously put in to make the show bullshit to appeal to the CW, then they could go for another network and it would just be so much better. And I don't know. I mean, I I really like the show, but it's tinged with this, like, disappointment, you know? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, cause like I've, I've been watching season four in the last two weeks yeah, and that's, that's exactly how I still feel watching it. Like, cause yeah. there'll be just, yeah, these really great moments and then they're just surrounded by like, you know, people breaking, like pe- people are at war and people are dying mm. and then they'll cut away because, you know, Octavia wants to break up with a new like whoa, 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 whoa. Whatever, no like... spoilers on who Octavia's <laughs> dating in season four, please. <laughs> That's the most engaging part of the show. Um, no, yeah, it's so... Like, let me give you some examples. I was watching it, and there would be episodes where it was, like, 95% Lord of the Flies, and it was so good. And then at the end of, like... They do this, like, five or six times. They end with a fucking, like, sad kind of, like... 
you know the type of pop song I'm thinking of, where it's like a sad pop song yeah. that's so bitter and it's about broken hearts and, you know, why can't I just... Why can't me, this single white male singer of this popular pop band just ever have a happy life i'm so depressed and it's this kind of song over like some trash relationship drama and it's just like why did you have to end it like this why couldn't you just have a fucking good moment there's one episode which ends with a good moment and spoilers alert spoiler alerts spoil fucking hell did i just have a stroke (laughs) there's one episode which ends with a good moment and spoilers alert whatever um (laughs) it's the first moment where the show actually starts to show you that it has some kick to it which is when this character whose name is wells who has been like built up as the relationship love interest for the main character he gets and and basically one of the main characters probably the second most important character on the show yeah and he's built up and you can kind of predict that his arc on the cw version on the more CWE version of this show, you know? Like, you can predict yeah. exactly how his arc is going to go. But then at the end of season four, he just gets fucking killed randomly by a psychopathic so, e- child. Episode, episode four, episode sorry, four. yeah. At the end of episode yeah. four, he just gets randomly murdered and his fingers chopped off by a, a psycho child. And it's just like, what the fuck am I watching? And then from that point on, you, you start seeing, like, crazy sex scenes of these, ki- like, 18-year-old, 19-year-old, whatever, kids fucking each other and, like, these people getting gruesomely murdered. And it's just, like flips into this crazy shit and i really liked it it was great yeah. um yeah and there's like really good moments in this show like um this psychopathic child i was mentioning this whole truth that she killed wells comes out her, her name is charlotte and uh the main mm. character who is trying to be like moral at this point in the story who's trying to have morals doesn't want her to be basically executed for her crimes she's trying to build a better society right yeah, And so she, who is very close with the guy who died and the, the little girl who killed him, kind of form this unlikely alliance and they basically run away from the rest of the, the people in the camp. And there's this moment where she's trying to save the kid Charlotte and this kid reaches up to hold her hand because she's scared. And she like fucking flinches and winces. And it's like this moment where it's like proving that these characters are multifaceted and just because she's trying to help this kid, it doesn't mean that she actually likes them or that she's going to forget about her fucking friend's death, which would happen, you know, in a, in a regular CW show. And there's just these moments where it's like, fuck, this show has such good emotional drama sometimes. And the rest of the time it's the most fucking contrived shit I've ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, my, my sister was the one who pitched this show to me. Like she was the one who got me into it and her description of it is she was like, it's a good HBO show hidden behind shitty CW drama. Yeah. That's really, yeah, that's really what it is. And it's, you know what? I'm going to say it. This show has two personalities and that is a great segue to talk about iZombie. So, (laughs) um, that's the 100. Oh, should I do my, I'll do my numbers at the end, I guess we'll, we'll loop back around. Yeah. Um, hold on, let me just swap to my 100, uh, sorry, iZombie notes. Well, I guess, I'll, I'll just, I'll just quickly mention something else about the 100 that may not have really come out in season one, mm. but if you, if, if you do watch more of it, why, one of the reasons it really stands out is it's a show about the consequences of your actions and dealing with those. Yeah. So I, I don't know, I don't know how much you would have noticed this, but generally, yeah, most of the, like or the issues that people are facing generally are directly like relatable to a decision they have previously made yeah and it's coming back to bite them in the ass and, and that's good and you'll see yeah that, that's yeah, good, good writing and you you see it more and more as the show 
progresses and and because it's it's generally the themes of the show like even in season three things that somebody did in season one are still sort of coming back to bite them um in the ass and it's it's yeah it's really good yeah i i mean i probably will keep watching it we'll get back into this when i give up my kind of final thoughts but let's talk about our zombie yeah um yeah our zombie i went into thinking that i would really like it and the pilot episode was a bit weak, and then I was expecting it to be a bit like... Well, no, what you said in the in the prescription part of this episode was correct. The pilot episode of The 100 is not representative of its quality level later on, but the pilot of iZombie is, mostly. Um, yeah. Where I, where I would say that The 100 went from like a 2 out of 10 pilot to like a 7 or 8 out of 10 rest of the season, I'd say iZombie went from like a 4 out of 10 pilot to like a 6.5 out of 10 the rest of the season. Um, okay. I feel like it. I feel like the problem with iZombie is that it also has two personalities, and I'm going to explain that it's two personalities. <laughs> one is a police procedural, and one is a zombie crime story. I guess kind of like a zombie thriller or zombie action, right? Yeah. So there are these two plot lines going on in iZombie. One is Liv Moore, who is the aptly named um, zombie main character. Um, she works as a medical examiner for the Seattle Police Department and she eats the brains of the murder victims and she uses the memories she gains from eating these brains to help solve the crimes, right? It's That's a good yeah. kind of standard premise for a police procedural. Okay, fine. And then the second sub-thread is zombies are slowly growing in number in Seattle and there's this one zombie called Blaine who's trying to start like an empire. Um, and there's also a bit of subplot about how do the zombies form and what's happening with that. But there are yeah. these two kind of distinct plots, and the plot. See, this is my this is my problem with police procedurals is that the way a police a police procedural works is, this is its premise. Every week we're going to introduce you to characters that are quite not fleshed out and you don't really give a shit about, and then we're going to pretend that it's important that one of them is killed or one of them is the murderer, and it's this big shock, even though you don't really give a shit about these characters that are going to disappear before next week, right? And I yeah. feel like I just can't get into police procedurals anymore. Like, maybe it's an oversaturation or something, but iZombie just felt like half of the episode was good, where it's advancing the actual plot of the show. And in its defense, sometimes the pro- the police procedural kind of segment of the week would tie back into the main story, but that happened like two or three times, I would say. Um, yeah, okay. And that, and then it's got this good part where it's telling this story about zombies taking over Seattle, basically. And then it's got this other part, which is just half filler. And it's frustrating because the other character, uh, Detective Babineau, who's like the detective at the police department that she works with, is a good character. And I feel like he's just wasted on this kind of police procedural nothingness. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's interesting because I, I mean, yeah, it just sounds like you really hate the police procedural part whereas i i quite liked that this aspect is, of the show this is the thing i've i've watched like i used to watch fucking castle which is the which i understand is uh, yeah. it's like police procedural with a gimmick of course that's what they all are and it was like yeah. i watched like fucking eight seasons of this shit and that was just that didn't even have that much of an overarching story it was just every week here's a different crime and yeah. solve it we'll see okay. that's why that's why i prefer things like i zombie and um like veronica mars mm. like the first one is it, it for exactly that reason you get the the weekly proce- uh, police procedural thing but then there is this sort of overarching plot to keep you uh 
invested or to reward you for watching the whole thing but that's like saying that's that's like saying you deserve a reward for sitting through this shitty police procedural part of the show like well it depends whether you think the police okay (laughs) that's fair i am being quite quite aggressive (laughs) with my with my language but it's like how can i care about uh, police procedurals have always just bugged me for this reason because it's like how can i care about characters that don't exist with any continuity and i mean obviously um the main characters do but the actual core of each case is okay now here's a character and oh no turns out his brother was actually you know whatever and and whoa that's a shocking twist isn't it and it's like i don't care about this dude why do i care about this you know yeah anyway i mean if you like a police procedural that will probably be less of an issue for you so i guess i'll, I'll go into some of my other stuff other my other points about iZombie. This is just my more nitpicky stuff. First of all, I just want to read out a list of the people that she eats, just so we can get on the same page about that, okay? Here's my list. Here are the people that she eats. A kleptomaniac, an artist, a sociopathic hitman, a paranoid Chinese snitch who knows kung fu, an adventurer slash extreme sports nut, a hacker slash troll, a young mother, a dating coach, a soldier, a mentally ill guy, a cheerleader, and a stoner. Those are the ones Mm -hmm. that I counted that aren't, like, that are relevant to the police procedural stuff that aren't like plot brains. Right. Um, and there are some in there, which I can pick out, which are kind of, I feel like uh, the fault of the show is that it uses these, these aspects that she gains from these characters. And most of the time they're just to be a joke. Right. So she'll learn, let's say she steals the skills of the, of the soldier. Right. That's a good example. She steals yeah. the skills of the soldier. And so the the useful stuff she gets is she gets memories of how he was killed. That's great for solving a crime. And then she also gets, like, gun skills, right? She develops a skill. Yeah. But then she also takes on aspects of his personality. And so that will represent itself as, like, when someone enters the room, she stands up and salutes for the episode, right? Mm-hmm. And this stuff is always just the butt of the joke. And I feel like if she, it would be way better if she just didn't take the personality traits of the person and only took the visions and the skills because there'll be episodes where like she eats the brain of a stoner and it's just the same joke, which is I ate the brain of a stoner. So now I'm going to get high and that's the joke. And that's it. Right? Yeah. That's, that's the fun part, <laughs> but it's so predictable. Don't you think like <laughs> there's a, she eats the, the brain of the like, um, of the young of this young mother, and so she's like babying Detective Babineau for the entire episode, right? But and it's just the same joke about this personality, this like single facet of this personality that is just like ground into the dust. And I feel like maybe if they went a bit lighter on it, it would work. But I don't know. I have one more thing to say of a negative before I start talking about what I actually liked about the show because there were stuff <laughs> that I liked. Um, this is a weird one. I feel like the show has a really weird relationship to mental illness like there are two or three times where she eats brains of someone who has a mental illness right so the soldier has ptsd um the hacker dude obviously has some kind of social anxiety stuff there's one where she eats a guy who is like committed in a into in a mental institution um and the way they represent this is very bizarre like when she eats the brains of the guy who's in the mental institution his mental illness is, I guess, schizophrenia. I don't think it's ever said, or maybe I forgot. But the way it represents itself is every time she sees a cartoon devil, it becomes animated and starts talking to her. 
And it's like, yeah, that this was is, weird. This is not what a mental illness is like. <laughs> I don't know if these guys know how this works, but you know, schizophrenia doesn't mean the cartoon devils start talking in a fucking like Mark Hamill style Joker voice at you. It was very bizarre. Or when she has PTSD flashbacks, they kind of appear as these like very comic booky, um, like heads circling around her, talking at her kind of thing. It's very bizarre. I don't know if that's really a criticism. It's just they. I feel like the person who wrote this show doesn't really understand what mental illnesses are. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll let you finish. Yeah, I, I, I want to talk. I feel like I'm being very negative about this show, and I want to talk about some of the things that I like. Yeah, I guess I'll, let's just go into that, so I don't just shit on this show all the time. It is, I don't know. It, it did. It really did start picking up towards the end. I mean, the most interesting stuff to me was the zombies taking over Seattle plotline, right? And I guess I'll give yeah. a summary of this plotline. Spoilers. Um. One of the other zombies that is turned alongside Liv, our main character, is a guy called Blaine. And what he does is he he's a zombie and he basically goes around and turns other people into zombies and then says that he will sell them brains for $2,000 a week or whatever. And so he's building up yeah, this brains like, delivery network based on people that he turns. Yeah, well, so he, he, he goes and finds rich people and turns them then basically blackmails them. Yeah. Um, and and you know gets rich and yeah develops yeah like you said because he was a drug dealer i think before so he basically sets up his own network yeah and so he kind of is building up his drug empire of selling brains right um and that was really fascinating that was really interesting it was a cool concept and it played into the story in a number of interesting ways i liked blaine's character he was kind of like he's kind of like that cocky guy who feels like he knows what he's doing but really is like walking on the the brink of like catastrophe really um and it's interesting he was a good character but like and and there are other characters that are that become good at least one of the main characters is a guy called major who is Liv's ex-fiance after she becomes a zombie she breaks up with him calls off their engagement and his character is clearly meant to be important at some point throughout the start of the episodes but they just they like need to keep his actor on for when his character becomes relevant. So they shoehorn him in really awkwardly into the first like five episodes before he actually starts yeah. to get his own plot. And it's just like, he, he becomes one of the most interesting characters towards the end because he's this good upstanding citizen who basically just fucking falls from grace to the bottom of the bottom and turns into basically a, a psychotic dude by the end, by the end of season one. Um, and it was great. There were really good characters in it. And it had this really compelling story about Liv trying to find the cure and Major figuring out that zombies exist and trying to piece together this brains thing and take down Blaine's kind of network. And it's so captivating. But the problem with iZombie is just it's held back by the police procedural stuff, which just doesn't... I don't know. I felt like it just didn't need to be there. Okay. That is well, my I mean, thesis. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it just... I mean, it sounds... It sounds to me that, like, yeah, really, your issue with the show was that you you didn't want to be watching a police procedural. Yeah, basically. That's sort of what it is. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't uh, know if that's... I guess it was just uh, yeah. a bad recommendation um, in that regard. Yeah, actually, no. I take my criticism back from iZombie. This is on you, Elliot. You should feel that. <laughs> but the problem is I really fucking like the characters and the show when it's not that, when it goes into this interesting mystery slash thriller slash action crime whatever it's it's yeah, really engaging is that is the back end of the show behind the police procedural yeah every, every so, time i was watching an episode it would be like 40 30 minutes of police procedural 15 minutes of plot development and i was just fucking like 
praying that the the police procedural stuff would be relevant <laughs> this would be one of the episodes where the police procedural stuff is relevant to the plot and of course nine yeah. times out of ten it's not um i don't know yeah i guess it is just a format thing that i didn't like but i i feel like i i really want to like this show more than i do because i like so much of it but it's just the core of the <laughs> show the fact that it's a police procedural is just killing me like i just can't i can't yeah okay yeah, so one thing I will say that I really liked about this show... Actually, you know what? I'm going to talk about both of these shows. They both... I don't know if it's a fucking CW thing, but they both do these really terrible intros at the start where it's like... Where for like the 100, it's like, my name's Clark, and I used to not breathe any oxygen, but then I landed on Earth, and now I can. Because oh, we're yeah. the 100. And it's a similar thing with iZombie where it's like, my name's Liv Moore, and I am... I used to be have everything going, but then I turned into a zombie. Oh, shucks. And now I solve crimes, but I'm a zombie. And it's like these weird, like... It's not like the previously on I zombie thing, because it comes before that. And it's not the intro cards, because the intros and these, like... The, I zombie has, like, these uh, comic book-style interstitial cards to set up scenes and has a very comic booky intro theme, which is great, and I really loved it. Yeah. But it also just has this weird, out-of-place, pre like welcome to our zombie thing that doesn't need to be there and the 100 did it as well i don't know if it's a cw thing or what it's crazy um <laughs> uh, well because yeah. i mean the other like if you think there are other dc shows like the flash and yeah they do and it stuff, as well because they, they do it as well it's uh you know i'm barry allen and, and i'm the fastest man alive but yeah. I, I couldn't catch this guy in the previous episode yeah, but I guess the oh. problem I have with iZombie is that they do they do that. They do the, I'm Liv Clark and let me sum up the plot. And then they do the previously on iZombie, here's what you missed. And then they do the iZombie actual intro yeah. theme. And it's like they have three things to tell me this, <laughs> what it is. And I don't need to be told what it is three times. I get it. I barely even need to be told what it is one time, to be honest. <laughs> anyway, um, that's more nitpicky stuff. I guess I'll just kind of wrap up my general thoughts. I liked them both. I feel like they were both held back by being, on I don't CW. know, being on CW. iZombie wasn't really CW-y. It was a bit just too TV, you know? It just felt a bit too TV. And if it was like, maybe it was like a six or seven episode mini series with all the police procedural stuff, or most of it at least cut out and just crammed <laughs> into six, I would have really liked it. You know, it's obviously not that, and maybe that means I'm not its target audience, even though I desperately want to be. That's okay. I'll just give it like a 6 out of 10, I guess. And The 100 is a great show that they just had to put on the CW, and that just kind of... It it knocks it down two or three blips every time an executive producer comes in and says, well, maybe these two characters should get into a relationship. <laughs> so I guess I'd give... Uh, um, iZombie, I'll give a 6 out of 10, and The 100, I will give a 8 out of 10, and that's my ratings. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was well, I've been rambling about these shows a lot because I did like them yeah. both and I wanted to like them more than I did for both of them. And it's just like yeah. the CW is just a disappointing it's just it's good shows that you want to like but you just get disappointed at every turn. Yeah, they they shoot themselves in the foot. It's so often. annoying. Oh, on oh the CW God. network. Um Well anyway, so I guess uh, um if I'm gonna offer a bit of a response, well my first yeah, part would be uh I'm sorry that this experiment failed and I accidentally ended up making you watch two shows. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I will not probably not try this sort of thing again. Next time we can do three shows. <laughs> It'll be crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I'd say, I mean, based on what you say, I, 
if I were you, I'd stick with the 100 because I would argue that season two is a lot better than season mm. one. Oh, that's um, one thing I wanted to talk about with the 100. I don't know how much more info we can get into after we've given the scores. Ah, oh, fuck yeah. it. I'm just going to talk about it anyway. The ending of <laughs> season one of the 100 is the most stupid cliffhanger I've ever seen. <laughs> it ends with... They, they basically fight these, like, rebels on the ground. Um, and what ends up happening is half of their camp is, like, fucked up and or killed... And they wake up in, like, a containment camp where there is clearly, like, food and medicine and they're being taken care of. And it's played off like this thing where it's like, oh, my God, we're in a place where we have food and civilization and it's everything we wanted. This but it's is awful. This is terrible. This is just what we wanted, but it's such a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, it's really... It, and I mean... It got to me. So, ob- obviously, like, the spoilers for you a little bit but obviously it ends up it ends up going not bad being not way. not being the best place i mean it's it's not really a super surprising twist of course. Um, it wouldn't be a show if it was everything they wanted of course but uh, yeah <laughs> it's like they present this twist as like oh my god they took care of my injuries and gave me clean clothes <laughs> yeah. no this is terrible <laughs> yeah, um yeah no i agree i had the same thought she was like instantly panicking and i was like okay well i know she's gonna end up being right yeah but <laughs> but I don't understand. Why Give it she a feels chance. Come right on, now. this is what you wanted. <sighs> anyway, um, sorry. Yeah, whereas, I, I kind of cut you off. No, well, so yeah, I, I'd say the one hundred just sort of keeps getting better and better. Season three stumbles around a bit, um, but it's still good. Whereas I Zombie is just more of the same. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, and and I guess yeah, it seems it seems that your fundamental issue is that you don't want it to be a police procedural. I don't. I just wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i mean that's that's more of what it is so it's um it keeps going i i kept liking it but i don't think it's going to change for you whereas i'd think the 100 i would argue <laughs> what if i started change.me petition change.org or whatever <laughs> change it to not be a police procedural make it a mini series <laughs> yeah. yeah all right so i guess i'll do the scores again just because we're about to end the episode um a zombie six out of ten and the 100 eight out of ten Okay, well, tune in next week for when I bring Ruben a police procedural. Yep. Two out of ten. I'm calling it out. Two out Thank you for listening to another episode of Media MD. Um, I'm by myself on this one. It feels weird. There's no Elliot here to tell me when I get things wrong, but I'll try and power through it anyway. So if you want to engage with the show more, you can check us out on our website, which is MediaMDPodcast.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, which is at MediaMDPodcast. Cool. So go do that. And then while you're doing that, I'll tell you about our next episode coming up, which is about Telltale's The Walking Dead. Uh, video game um so yeah we're tackling zombies two weeks in a row but they're so zeitgeisty so i don't know i guess it's i don't know probably good or something i don't know oh god why am i doing this by myself it's terrible anyway we'll see you guys in two weeks when we tackle telltale's the walking dead